1: This is over-the-top cycling at Vecchio's Bicicleteria in Boulder, Colorado, and we are visiting today with Henrik Neus Club of Curve. Henrik, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks very much. Great to be here. You've got a pretty exciting event coming up, and I uh, would really like to focus on that today as well as talk some about Curve. Uh, but. Are you the one who's put together the classic Velo
2: of Colorado? Yeah, that's me, I, I, uh, I've been into vintage cycling for such a long time, and I'm a little bit vintage myself actually, racing back in the in the mid 80s, and so uh, we've been talking about it for a while and I decided to just go ahead and organize a, a retro ride, you know, here in town.
1: You know, I'm really bummed that I'm gonna be out of the state while this is going on because I would love to bring my Tomasini and my hairnet out of, exactly. out of storage. And exactly. It's okay for people to come really in vintage clothing to this.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's basically a really casual event. You know, I mean, we are trying to be inclusive as opposed to exclusive. So if people want to show up in modern kits and plastic bikes, we're not going to turn them away. But the idea is to celebrate vintage cycling. Okay. And. I mean, I'm already thinking of the gearing, my my five-speed clusters, yep. <laughs> the Super 7. Uh, Shimano allowed? Absolutely. Okay. Um, <laughs> definitely Shimano's allowed. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're totally right. I mean, back in the day, you know, sort of the, the easiest gear that most guys had was a 42-24. And, you know, I live up on top of Old Stage Road here in town, and I used to haul myself up that... Uh, up that grade every after every ride, and I don't know how I did it. Of course, I guess you know, youth is uh, youth is a beautiful thing, right? Oh, I mean,
1: I remember doing a pack tour, cross country tour with a straight block, yeah. and thinking, well, this is cool. You've yeah. got to do it on this. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so
2: what exactly was it though that you've got to be having a great response to this? Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting, you know. Um, you know, we just started to go ahead and do it uh, about a month ago. You know, I'm going to be doing the La Roica in Italy in October, which is... Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing that ride. And that's sort of the original vintage ride in the world. You know, they started in the late 90s. And nowadays, La Roica is... They've got, you know, six or seven events all over the world. And the original La Roica in Tuscany has 5,000 people that show up for it. And so, you know, a little bit, I've been so focused on the vintage stuff for the last few years, and I still have my old racing bike from back in the day, and I ride it a lot, although I have modern. I've seen you out on it. Yeah, and I ride, you know, I ride modern bikes too. And we just decided that, you know, Boulder really is the birthplace in a lot of ways of, you know, big time bike racing in the United States, you know, with the Red Singer Classic and the Coors Classic starting around here. And, you know, if you walk down the street in Boulder, I mean, you can see guys like Alexi Graywall and Davis Finney and, you know, people like that. So it was sort of a natural um, location to start a vintage event. And, you know, we're hoping that it will be a long-term event. You know, we're looking at this as the first annual of hopefully many to come. I hope many, too.
1: This is exciting that you're doing this, <laughs> talking about Alexi Graywall. I remember riding up uh, Left Hand Canyon. Coming up on a guy who was on a hybrid bike, and you can just tell the way someone rides it, this guy's good. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and he latched to me and would yeah. let go.
1: It's just like, please turn.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw Alexi out on his bike a week ago, you know, so he's still out there riding. Now, do you have some response from some of
1: the, I mean, no offense at all, that's certainly my era of racing, vintage riders, like I'm thinking Ron Kiefel. Yeah, we
2: got to, you know, unfortunately a lot of people are have other commitments, you know, I mean, I know that, because um, I got an email from Ron yesterday, and, and he's going to be uh, doing some stuff with the Pro Challenge, and I've been talking to Hamston and he's unfortunately in Italy, but the there are some going to be some, you know, relatively well-known people here at the event and and uh, one of my good friends is Don Hobbs who was uh, Who ran with Mike Laser. he ran the Poolers Classic and the Tour de Trump back in the day And, and he's been spreading the word and you've been having just really great response from a lot of people So uh, It should be interesting.
1: It's just so exciting.
2: I mean this is really for lack of a better word cool yeah, it's it's cool, you know and and you know the ride itself is is going to be a pretty relaxed ride you know it's just a a nice 50 miler you know rolling out north of town out through hygiene you know roads that everyone's been on a million times but like this first one we just really wanted it to be uh, kind of a chill event where, you know, to kind of get the, the community back together, you know, and, and have a nice time. So it's not going to be a super, super challenging ride or, you know, the idea isn't to go out and hammer each other. The idea is to just go out and have a nice time.
1: Now, I hate to even go here, but I put on some events as well out in Oregon and, you know, I saw a leather hairnet and immediately was,
2: yes. Yeah.
1: But then I thought insurance, Well, you know, how how does stuff like that work? And if you don't want to get into it, that's totally fine.
2: Well, you know, to be honest, I mean, this first ride is a total outlaw ride, you know, I mean, just like, uh, just like, um, you know, the Wednesday morning fellow guys are doing their thing and it's all like, you know, ride at your own risk. And, you know, just like when you go out by yourself or Mm -hmm. riding with your friends, you know, you're on an open road. And so, um, you know, we have no idea how many people are going to show up, if it's going to be 20 people or 200 people. So you don't
1: have a limit on registration or <laughs> anything like that. We don't have any
2: registration at all. We're just going to have a night. We're just going to show up. We're going to look at each other's bikes. Then I'm going to go, guess what? We're going to go for a ride. If someone wants to come with us, please go. The idea is to is is really to gather here at Vecchio's and, you know, for everybody to sort of get the vibe from each other and, and you know ogle at each other's bicycles and, and sort of have a nice time with that and then we're gonna go for a ride after and you know those that want to come can come. But you know it's 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 definitely, you know, we're not taking any money from anybody. We're not asking for anybody to, to pay us for anything. It's just let's get together and, and have and have a good time.
1: Let's talk about Vecchios a little bit. I'm here looking at a BMC track machine and just above it we've got a vintage Gurciotti. Yeah. Vecchio's is such a blend of really what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, I mean, Vecchio's is just, it's a very special bicycle shop. Those of you that have been here, or I think a lot of people are quite familiar with it, it tends to be in the top 10 lists of the best or most interesting bike shops in the country in different magazines and publications and so forth. And, you know, the thing with uh, Jim Potter, who, who owns it, is that, you know, he's an old school racer himself and he has a real appreciation for the um for the history of cycling you know both the equipment history and the racing history and everything like that and yeah this bmc track machine that you're looking at is taylor finney's bike so you know he he brings his stuff in here and and these guys are extremely well versed with you know the latest electronic grupos and you know super tech time trial machines as well as they can sort out your 1975 Colnago, too, if, if that needs to be done. So they're a really great shop in that sense. Yeah, it's like, remember,
1: I got my Tomasini in 85 and had to have down tube shifting super record, yes. even though STI, even though it was still down tube, had just come out with index
2: shifting. But I was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the famous quote from Bernardino is like, well, you know, the real riders, they have the indexing in their fingers. They know how to do it. They don't need indexing on the bike. Now,
1: let's talk a little bit about your company, Curve. Um, again, very high-tech fabric. You, you've got some incredible designs out. I'm looking at some right now.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood a*****? Ass-
1: How are you bringing that as well as keeping the, uh, the vintage attitude that you have?
2: Well, we've been doing Curve uh, cycling clothing for about 10 years now. And uh, you know, we, we work with, with, several, with actually two main suppliers in Europe. And our high-end product is made at a company called Moa Sport. And Moa produces for a number of the Pro Tour teams under different brand names and so forth and the thing that's cool about moa is that they're old school cycling company as well so you know they were making wool jerseys back in the day and and supplying different uh, you know different racing teams throughout uh, you know throughout sort of the last 40 50 years or so and so even though our our custom racing kits are super high tech you know stretch aero fabrics and all that kind of thing they also do some um, some more retro designs as well and they're um, they're involved actually with uh, some of the products that are you know sponsoring the Leroyca events in Europe so there's a little bit of a thread there as well
1: you know and just to stay on clothing because we are encouraging wool jerseys to show up yep exactly Uh, you know speaking of racing in the 80s in clothing you were around really during a big shift uh, yep. That's when lycra shorts were introduced. Yep. Uh, the zippers back then were very short, but I remember when they got introduced to go longer down to about your sternum. Yep. Um, what kind of influence did that have on your outlook as a
2: clothing designer? Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that whenever we do, whenever we do designs that are being sold, you know, under the Curve brand, you know, not doing custom graphics for a racing team or whatever i tend to do stuff that's you know black shorts you know that's sort of my retro uh style i guess um you know because you're right back in the day i mean it was really the the very early 80s when you know things like lycra and spandex and and sublimated graphics came in you know and it was sort of in the mid 80s when a lot of things in cycling changed you know that's when clipless kept clipless pedals came on the scene that's when the first sublimated jerseys came on the scene you know there was wool jerseys up until that point and then you know right in the early mid 80s was when sublimation came on so the fabrics were were changing and going away from the wool towards uh you know polyester and other man-made technical fabrics but you know for me it's like i just like sort of the aesthetic of the of the vintage um clothing designs they had then and i tend to i tend to always you know lean that way with with the designs that we do for
1: I think it was '86 when the hard shell helmet yep. mandate came down.
2: Absolutely, you know that was about it when uh, when you know the Bell helmets came out and, and the Giro helmets came out too. You know, right about that time, the, the first lightweight uh, ventilated um, hard shell helmets came out. You know.
1: And do you remember the USCF rules? I mean, they were very strict on you could not wear any showable sponsor unless your team was sponsored by them. I remember it had to be white socks that were above the ankle but not... they couldn't be too high. Your yeah. shorts had to be black, yeah. and they had to be mid thigh.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was sort you know, cycling is a traditional sport, you know, and so there are still a few of those rules hanging out, I think, in the UCI rulebook too. But um, yeah, it's, uh, things have changed over the years for sure. I I always
1: felt that triathlon had kind of an impact, bringing colorful materials in as
2: well. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, the triathletes have had a huge influence on, um, on you know, road cycling, you know, because of, it's a different aesthetic. You know, the, those athletes are, you know, triathlon is a newer sport, you know, and there were people from different types of disciplines of different sports, you know, swimmers and runners that came in. And so it definitely changed the way that, you know, the designs and also it had a lot of technical influences in terms of aerodynamics and things like that
1: so back to your event again the event is classic velo colorado it's going to be taking place august 16th Uh, where's the start going to be and how do people get some more information about it because i could see this being an event where you start getting people coming from all over the country
2: yeah we hope so you know um in in the future we definitely hope that this will turn into a an annual large-scale event so um the start it's starting here at vecchio's which is in downtown Boulder on the corner of 19th and Pearl in downtown Boulder, Colorado. And um, the the event is on Sunday, August 16th. And so at 9 a.m., we're going to do what we call a concourse d'elegance, which is where you know people can mill around and look at each other's bikes and have a conversation. And then... And then we're going to uh, roll out at around 10 and go for our easy 50 mile ride. And and the best way to find out some information is just to go to classicvelo.com, all one word. And, um, you know, that's just a page on my Curve website. It is, okay. And, uh, and it has all the details there about it and, you know, my contact information. So if anybody has any questions. And, and again, the thing I want to emphasize is that while we are encouraging, you know, uh, vintage bikes, yeah. and actually, the La Roica events in Europe are quite strict yeah. about the rules. Well, they are. Yeah, in terms of what you can ride, and you know, they have to have exposed brake cables and all this kind of thing. We are encouraging bikes like that, but if you show up on a brand new, uh, you know, brand new uh, carbon fiber bike, we'll be more than happy to have you. Yeah, so break out the kangaroo leather mercees, the toe clips with double straps. Yeah, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing, exactly. And and the other the other sponsor I want to mention, um, who is also working with us, is the Pro's Closet um, here in Boulder. That I'm sure many of you are familiar with them. They are the premier um, online uh, reseller of of used goods, and you know they really wanted to be involved with this as well because, you know. The way that you build a vintage bike, most of the time, is you have to go and buy used parts somewhere, and those guys are really super knowledgeable, and uh, they have a huge inventory. They're always, you know, getting new uh, products, you know, to, to sell. And and I myself have purchased a lot of products from them to rebuild my vintage bikes.
1: So. You know, I'm thinking just about the gum rubber, yeah. uh, campy. Hoods. Yep, absolutely. It's so hard to find now.
2: But you know, the thing that's interesting is that there really has been a resurgence in vintage style parts, and um, there's a number of companies that are reissuing and remaking uh, vintage style components, and you can get reproductions of the vintage oh, campy hoods now. Yeah, and you know, uh, different kinds of center pull brakes and you know old style cranks. That they're new products. So you could technically now, you could build a brand new bicycle with all new parts that would pass the requirements to be able to ride in the Marroka. You
1: know I've got a friend out in Massachusetts who's very into vintage and he was so excited when he found Sun Tour parts available because you can't yeah. find them anymore. Yep,
2: exactly. So, exactly.
1: so I think it's so exciting that you're bringing this in and I hope this event totally takes off
2: yeah thanks very much you know I I hope so and you know thanks very much for your support and you know having a chat with me about it because it's you know it's just spreading the word you know that's what it's all about so thanks and the Curve website is Uh, curveinc.com c-u-r-v-e-i-n-c.com
1: Henrik thanks so much for joining us all right thanks very much over the top cycling at Vecchio's in Boulder Colorado I'm George Thomas